0: the full meaning of these sacraments and be spiritually joined in Christ as never before. Amelia, Brooklyn, and Nathan, in today's service we wanted the congregation to help create a visual representation that would remind you of this special day. On this table up front we have three jars, one for each one of you. In each jar, there is a layer of blue sand, and that is meant to symbolize the waters of baptism that you will enter today. Surrounding the outside of the jars, you will see lots of river rock. River rock was chosen for a very specific reason. The formation of river rock requires moving water. That water washes over the rocks again and again, making them new. Just as you will be baptized today, the water will wash over you and symbolize a new life. But it isn't just the water itself that shapes the river rock. The water carries with it sand and small particles that help to shape the rocks, almost like a fine sandpaper that helps to smooth it. The rocks get pushed and moved and transformed into a new, smooth, polished version of their original self. Your commitment today is like the transformation of this river rock. You will be created anew as you join Jesus on your life journey. As a disciple, you will be pushed at times or feel displaced, but it is all in moving you forward. And the best part is, you don't do any of this alone. As a reminder of that love and support that you have from this congregation, A character tree has been written on each of these rocks. We want to invite everyone here today at any time in the service, please come forward. Select a river rock with a word that you wish to give to Amelia, Brooklyn, or Nathan in support of their commitment today. Place that rock in their jar and let it be a symbol of your commitment to them as new disciples and your desire for them to move forward. The jars will fill up with these amazing words for Amelia, Brooklyn, and Nathan, and then the three of them get to take these home at the end of the service. It's our hope that when you guys look at these jars, filled with affirming words inside, resting on blue sand, you'll be reminded of today. You'll be reminded that while you were shaped and molded into a new creation, you never do so alone. All of Olathe will uphold you in our prayers and will continue to walk with you in your discipleship, affirming your unique giftedness. And more importantly, Jesus is your most loving companion for your journey ahead. He can make all things new, and he will never leave your side. In our congregational blessing, we read, The journey into the heart of God requires a deeper stronger, and more committed discipleship, including your relationships with God and each other. May today be one in which we all remember our own commitment to be a disciple of Jesus. May we feel the waters wash over us as we continue to be shaped and transformed in our own journeys. May we feel affirmed and supported and loved in our fellowship and in our community today. And may we all find our place in the heart of God.
1: Please pray with me. Dear Lord, as we gather here today, I pray that we all can reflect on each of our own memories of being baptized and confirmed to be a member of the community of Christ. Lord, please be with all of our participants in today's service that they feel your presence as they share and spread your word. Amelia, Brooklyn, and Nathan, I want you to know how important today is, not only for you, but for the kingdom of God. You will remember this day like it was yesterday, far into your future of being a disi- disciple of Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.
2: Amelia, your faith journey is just beginning. All of these people, the congregation, your parents, grandparents, and friends are here for you as you grow with God.
0: From the start, you've always been one of the sweetest and most empathetic people we know. You have a deep concern, sorry, for how others feel and how your actions may impact them. You lead by example and are always willing to help others. By becoming a member of the church, we are certain that as you grow with the positive influence of everyone here today, you will continue to be an amazing example of Christ's love. We are so proud of you and who you will become.
2: Amelia, it won't always be easy, and sometimes you won't understand the path. But remember that God is always with you.
3: We love you, Amelia. Brooklyn, you've
0: been waiting to be baptized for a long time. You'll love getting baptized. It's really fun. I think of it as going in as half of yourself and then coming out a full you. When you're baptized, it's like becoming part of Jesus and God. Being baptized is awesome. When I was baptized, I felt like I was more involved with the church. I hope you feel the same. We are sisters, so we fight sometimes. <laughs> but we always work it out eventually. We have our good moments, and these are fun moments for both of us. I hope you enjoy being baptized, love you. (laughs) Brooklyn, I'm so happy we're finally here. Several months ago, you began your baptismal classes and now the day has arrived. We're so proud of you for making the decision to follow Jesus. Through your classes, I know you've learned about the church, various Bible stories, and the importance of the sacrament you're experiencing today. These are all great lessons to remember as you move forward in life. My hope as your mom is that you know that you are loved by so many people. You're kind and generous and capable of sharing these gifts in so many ways. I also hope that you know that your dad and I will always be there for you along the way, whenever you need us.
4: Well, congratulations to all three of you. Are you excited, Brooklyn? I'm so proud of you. You're making this special commitment today. And God will always be with you. Throughout your life, you'll have ups and downs. There'll be good times and bad. Good decisions and bad decisions. In John 1633, it says, "On earth you will go through Many trials. But take heart, for I will overcome the world." God will always be there for you. Just remember to look for him.
5: Nathan, it! I thought I could make it further than this. You are the last of our children to be baptized. I know you've had to look forward to this day for a long time, not just because you get to partake, bit, partake in communion portion of our church, but that you genuinely want to accept God in your life. You are a sweet and caring, loving boy. You really care about others and their feelings. I see the way you interact with your friends, and although you're competitive at times, it is not in a malicious way, but a very supportive way. I see you cheering for others and being for them, being there for them when you're down. This is the way of Christ. By being baptized, you're now united with God. God will always be there for you no matter what. As I've told you several times before, there is nothing you could do to make me love you less. That's the same with God's love. He created you, He has a purpose for you. He knows that you will do great things in your life that will help other people, and you will shine like a light. You already do. By being baptized, you've joined many, many others who will join you on your journey in life. They will always be there to support and love you along the way. Life will not always be easy, and sometimes the struggle will be real, but know that Christ will always be there You will never be alone. I'm so proud of you, and I love you. I love you, Nathan.
2: (laughs) So Nathan, you know that I love you, and you make my day every day when you tell me you love me.
0: I love you, Nathan. I will be the best big brother. (laughs) <laughs> I love you, Nathan.
6: I love you, Nathan.
7: I'm going to try and talk to the kids right here, but I have to... I have some notes that I want to make sure I refer back to, because when you uh, undertake something like this, obviously having um, Uh, a a, relationship with these kids over the last several months, um, I don't know them the way that their parents do, and yet I do feel like I know them in a way that is extremely uh, lucky and special. when Allie and I uh, volunteered to, uh, to teach the, baptis- the pre-baptismal class, uh, I was really nervous. Were you guys nervous? <laughs> Who was that over there that said, Max? <laughs> yeah, Max was nervous. He was like, I don't know about this guy, right? <laughs> so I was nervous not just, not, not just because neither of us have any classroom management experience at all, right? That's scary enough. But it's a tall order to instruct young kids on what it is to be a member of the church and what it is to be a follower of Jesus. That's a a big thing to ask. And, uh, you know, Allie and I jumped in uh, with both feet, very uh, scared, of course, and yet we found that God provided for us just time and time again, and uh, as we journeyed with these kids uh, towards these services of baptism. You know, part of our journey together was not just educating them on uh, what it was to be a member, but also to help them to uh, understand what the journey was for our congregational blessing uh, last fall. Um, As we were planning the blessing with the evangelists, we, uh, we started the class and, and hopefully to help them understand what a blessing could be. And so um, to help them understand their calling as disciples, uh, but we also wanted to make sure that they understood what, that their membership in Community of Christ would connect itself uh, over time uh, in the call in, that was in our Congregational Blessing. And so every class, uh, we started with our class's own version of our Congregational Prayer Book, which is up here. And we called them our blessings and concerns. And I can't tell you how amazing it was every week for us to uh, hear from these kids that were sharing the concerns on their hearts, the blessings that were, they were having in their lives. They were, uh, they were happy about birthday parties that they attended or birthday parties that they had. Uh, we learned about these young Kids and the giant, giant hearts that they had in care for others. We heard them share joys. We heard them share concerns for friends who were sick, family members who were having surgery. We uh, heard, you know, concerns about family members who were traveling. But the best part was, oftentimes, the kids came and they literally would say, "I have no concerns." Think about that that, that weight that we carry as individuals a lot. We carry the weight of concern a lot, but so many of these kids, so many times, they would come to us and say, I don't have any concerns. They're so cared for, they're so loved, that they felt that love in their lives, and it translated to them not having concerns that they wanted to share. What I also loved was how much their, their concerns, when they shared them and the blessings that they shared, centered around other people. Now there are certainly times where, the, I know that the two of us felt really ill-equipped uh, to tackle this class. I remember the first time I tried one of my sister-in-law's um, uh, classroom management skills, and I think I said something like, one, two, three, and I waited for them to say eyes on me, and I, and I didn't say the rest of it, and then I was like, oh wait, what do I say next? One, two, and these kids, they do not, they, they, they just like were like, you did it wrong. <laughs> You're supposed to say one, two, three, eyes on me, and they then repeat back one, two, eyes on you. Now, that's a small thing, but when you have eight, uh, seven- and eight-year-olds, and you're trying to control them, you have to use that tactic probably five times a class. <laughs> I was told very quickly, uh, the two of us were, how not to do things also. They kept us on our toes, uh, and they were such a joy, right? They always brought such joy to the class. We acted out Bible scriptures. Uh, we wrote our own version of a sacred story uh, we shared together in meditation time on the floor. Uh, we learned about the sacraments. We prayed together. Uh, we sang songs together. We learned, uh, I'm sorry, uh, and we, uh, in this picture, we're actually riding the bus to church. And in that, we were picking up people along the way. And, 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 in, and it was, this was a, one of the ways that we learned the story of the Good Samaritan. And it was just so much fun uh, to to watch them uh, learn what I remember learning when I was that age, right? Learning about those those things, those mysteries that they hear in church, right? The stories that they hear in church, but learning about them in a deeper and more fundamental way. That was so amazing uh, to journey with them to today. As they, as they enter into the waters of baptism and it, as members of community of Christ. So today we celebrate the baptism of these three awesome individuals, Amelia Hansen and Brooklyn West and Nathan Muir. And I'm so excited for the three of you. I'm so excited. And we asked all of them why they wanted to be baptized. And Amelia said, that she wanted to be baptized so she could be a member of the church and feel more loved. Amelia, I want you to know how loved you are by this congregation, by, this, by your family, and by everybody here. You're so, so loved, and I want you to know that, okay? Brooklyn said she wanted to be baptized so she could be more like Jesus. I thought about that so much, Brooklyn. Because I thought about it as like a part of my own journey. I thought about it as a part of my own personal journey to be a disciple, to be a member of this church, to be a a priesthood member, to be a Christian. And it's so simple, and I love what you said here, that you can be more like Jesus. We all should strive to be more like Jesus. I love that. And Nathan said that he wants to be baptized so he can be a member of this church. I thought about that a lot and I thought, we all wanna be a part of something. We all wanna be a part of a group, right? We love love to be with our friends. We love to be with our family. But to be a member of a church is joining a new community. It's joining a new part. As human beings, we're communal. We We love to be in community and a part of community. And uh, I just thought about that, and I, I just appreciate that so much. And so I want the three of you to know how important you guys are as a part of this community. And I'm so excited for the next part of your ministry. Now, do you guys remember one of the first stories that we acted out from the Bible? Do you guys remember it? We had that, the blue, the blue uh, fabric out. Yeah, it was the story of Jesus being baptized by John the Baptist. And it's from the book of Matthew, chapter 3, verses 13 through 15. We said, Jesus, then Jesus came from Galilee to John at the Jordan to be baptized him. John wanted to stop him. He, want, he would have prevented him, saying, I need to be baptized by you. And do you come to me? But Jesus answered him, let it be so now, for it is proper in this way to fulfill all Righteousness. And then John consented. John's nervous. John the Baptist was nervous about baptizing Jesus. John had had baptized hundreds of people. But he was nervous about baptizing Jesus. Because John is very aware that Jesus is the one that's been prophesied. Jesus is the one that has come to be a part of this new world. And he felt unworthy. He felt weighed down by the responsibility that's asked of him. How can it be me to baptize this person? I should be the one that's baptized by him. And there are so many times during the course of this class that Ali and I both felt that way. We felt weighed down because these kids taught us so much about love, about kindness, about how to be a Christian. They taught us so much. You guys taught us a lot. And so for, for, us, to, for us to be asked to teach you guys, that's a, big, that's a big task, and I was scared, and I was nervous. But I knew that, that, that the two of us, we had to do that. Right? That was a part of our job as leaders and, and, and adults in this church was a part of our responsibility was to educate you guys on how to be members of the church. The three of you, look at me, I see you. The three of you that are being baptized today are so caring, you're so loving, and you're so kind. I love the three of you so much, and I'm so excited. I'm so excited for the three of you to be baptized today. I want you to know that. In our faith community, we claim this as our our mission. We proclaim Jesus Christ and we promote communities of joy, hope, love, and peace. And we spend a lot of time talking about this mission statement in our class. Now, the three of you, the three of you, as you take your steps into the waters of baptism here in a second, you are this, you, you, you're going to enter those, those waters of baptism kind of feeling like one person. And you're going to go underneath the water, and you're going to arise. And you may feel a little bit like the same person, but you should know that in the eyes of God, in the eyes of the church, you're a new person. You're a new individual. You're created anew with a new commitment, and you claim this mission as yours. It's now on you guys to create communities of joy, hope, love, and peace. And I know we talked about that a lot in our class. And I'm so excited to see the ways in which you will all create those communities. I'm so excited for that. And I just, as a community, we rejoice with you as you claim your mission, claim that mission is yours. And we celebrate the the new beings that will emerge from those waters. And I promise that all of us, all of us, We are going to travel along with you as you guys journey in your new discipleship. Amelia Hansen will be baptized by Elder Ali Arnold. Brooklyn West will be baptized by Elder Allie Arnold.
2: Denise and I have the opportunity to teach this Sunday school class for this age group. In the last few months, we've had a lot of fun. We start out each morning with them sharing something good about their week, and sometimes they're a little slow to respond, you know, kind of, hmm. And I'm like, you're eight years old. You have had recess at least this week, come on. And usually we can't get them to stop sharing once we get them going. We then move on to a story. And instead of just reading a story to them, they know they get to act out a part. And they are raising their hands, volunteering before they even know what their part is. They may be Jesus, Isaiah, Peter, the ocean, a boat, a tree, and they take it on fully. All of these kids are so much fun to have. Their enthusiasm is wonderful. We then go on to an activity which usually involves um, dealing with some situations in role playing and talking about how they're going to respond to things and appropriate responses at the playground, at lunch, with their parents, with their siblings, and they have really good ideas. Sometimes I'm kind of like, wow, you guys really get it. It's a lot of fun. Um, but it's also taught me a lot about life, about jumping forward with enthusiasm, even if you're not sure what's gonna happen, um, being positive and being willing to share your talents and ideas with others. Will the ushers please come forward? Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this opportunity we have right now to share our love with others, to share our ideas, to jump into activities with positive enthusiasm, and to be excited to share our abilities and contributions with ourselves, with each other, with our congregation, and with the world around us. Amen.
3: We yeah. God creator of all living things thank you for the beauty that surrounds us thank you for the animals and the flowers for the ocean and the sky we pray for the for peace to live within all of nature help us to care for the earth and all living things with the same love you have shown us God, creator of our community, thank you for all those that surround us. Thank you for our neighbors and coworkers, for our teachers and church family. We pray for peace to blanket us in the times we gather and fellowship. Help us to care for all people with the same love you have sent us. God, creator of our friends, thank you for Amelia, Brooklyn, and Nathan. Thank you for their smiles and kindness, for their laughter and friendship. We pray for peace to wash over them through their baptism and confirmation today. Help us to care for each one of them as we journey alongside their commitment to you. Help <coughs> help Amelia to know your peace and love. Help Brooklyn to know your peace and love. Help Nathan to know your peace and love. Amen. Amen.
7: I promise I won't talk for too long. One of the things that we did in class uh, was we acted out the story of Jesus' baptism. And do you guys remember that? We talked about that just a second ago. then the kids were able to take turns uh, being Jesus, John the Baptist, the people gathered on the banks of the Jordan River, and the last character in the story, the Spirit of God. After Jesus is baptized, uh, as is described in the Gospels, we read, the Holy Spirit descended on them in the body of a dove, and a voice said, You are my child, the beloved. With you, I am well pleased. And in most faith faith traditions, this is what we point to as Jesus' confirmation. Now, while there are varying accounts of Jesus' life out there, all four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, all include this specific And one thing I wondered as I was getting ready for today was why does the Spirit of God take the form of a dove? Do you guys know why? Why not like an eagle or like an albatross or something big and majestic, a pterodactyl? I think I always attributed that thought to the fact that we always viewed the dove as a symbol for peace But the truth is, is this is actually the story that solidifies the dove as that symbol. So the authors didn't know that. So why would they choose a dove? The only other reference to a dove is actually from Noah. And that's not a symbol of peace necessarily. It's a symbol of a promise. After the flood, Noah and his family send out the doves and they search the land in one Returned with an olive branch in its mouth. And that dates back to the Old Testament, and, and, they, certainly and they certainly knew the story. That story that authors, authors knew that the people, people that were reading Jesus these stories of Jesus would know that story as well. But they didn't view it as a symbol of peace. It was actually a few centuries after Jesus' birth that we viewed the dove as a symbol of peace. So the reason that, that God chooses a dove is not because it's a symbol of peace. He takes the form of a dove for something, or, it, over something more majestic because a dove, to those people, was something that was common. It was something that somebody in everyday life might have laying around. It was something that a poor person could actually use as a sacrifice to the God. God chose that common form. I love that detail, right? Like, it's like this, this detail that I really never had thought about, but I love that detail because God chooses something common to display his love for his son. And in a few minutes members of your family and your, and your church community are going to lay hands on you and confirm you as members of the community of Christ. And becoming a member of our faith doesn't require an acknowledgement from some big higher up in church. It's people that are your friends and your family part of your people who are a part of your community that are committed to live in community with you as you journey in your own personal discipleship I love that detail and we all asked these kids how they would share the love of Jesus with their community Amelia said by telling my friends and family about God and Jesus and Brooklyn said by sharing with everyone Everywhere. And Nathan said, by helping and being nice to others. All three of you are committed to sharing the good news of Jesus Christ. We talked about that, didn't we? We talked about who the good news is for. The good news is for the poor, for the captives, for the sick, and for the oppressed. Jesus brought this message of good news with our uh, he brought he brought this message of good news to the people he ministered to 2000 years ago and it rings true for us today. We're called all of us are, are called as disciples of Jesus to share that good news with our families and friends to help loved ones to be a helpful hand for those who need our kindness and to love everyone everywhere. The good news is for the poor, the poor in wealth, the poor in spirit, the poor who need hope in their lives. The good news is for the captives, people who are trapped in many ways, trapped by their own circumstances they were born into or of their own making. The good news is for the sick, Jesus reached out to those who are afflicted by disease and disabled by their ailments. And the good news is for the oppressed, who are held down by society because they don't fit in. Jesus' declaration that he is here to bring those people the good news was radical, and it was exciting for the people of the age. And your commitment, the three of you, your commitment to being baptized and confirmed today means that the people around you are excited about your choice to add your voices to sharing the good news. As the three of you take your seats for confirmation, listen to the voices of those that confirm you. Listen for the Holy Spirit that flows through them throughout our place of worship. Listen to the needs of the people around you, to the poor, to the captives, the sick, and the oppressed. Those voices all need the good news that the three of you bring, that all of us as disciples bring. As you're confirmed as members of Community of Christ, you join with Jesus in bringing the good news to everyone. Allie and I are so excited to share in your ministry with you and to proclaim the good news by your side. I now invite the three of you to come forward with the folks that will confirm them.
5: Amelia Hansen will now be confirmed by her grandfather, Elder Steve Dorland, and Elder Allie Arnold.
6: Dear loving Heavenly Father, as we lay our hands on Amelia's head this morning, we seek the promise of your Holy Spirit that you've given to her. We thank you so much for the choice that she's made this morning, and we rejoice at this decision. We thank you, Lord, for we know that your spirit has been working with her and her family and her loved ones for all of her life to bring her to this moment. We ask that your spirit might continue to grow in her as she grows in faith and knowledge of you. Help her to be, as she grows, to become more aware of your spirit in her life that it might direct her and guide her and help her to make wise decisions and continue to always grow in faith and love for you. We thank you so much, Lord, for this opportunity, and we ask this in the name of thy son, Jesus Christ, amen.
5: Brooklyn West will now be confirmed by Elder Shane Adams and High Priest Mary Gill.
7: Brooklyn, having been commissioned of Jesus Christ, we place our hands on you and confirm you as a member of Community of Christ. We are so overwhelmed by the presence of the Spirit in your life and we thank you so much. We thank the Lord so much for that presence as it flows through us and confirms you. We thank We thank the Lord for your spirit of adventure, your spirit of joy that you bring to your life and your pursuit of your discipleship alongside Jesus. We entreat uh, to you, O God, that you would be with Brooklyn and walk with her side by side uh, as a member of this community. We ask that you would continue to help her uh, learn and and share her love with everyone, everywhere. We, we thank you so much for the Holy Spirit that is present in all of our lives, and we know that as we lay our hands on Brooklyn that, that the Holy Spirit is confirmed upon her. We ask that you would just continue to bless her as she journeys further into her discipleship. Be with her as she builds upon her faith. And make your presence aware to her in her life so that she always knows that she can turn to you in times of struggle, in times of joy, and in times uh, that that face her throughout her life. I ask this special blessing on her that you might uh, be present in her life as she becomes a member of Community of Christ. In Jesus' name we pray.
5: Amen. Grandparents and high priests, Ron and Pat Traxel.
1: Lord, as as ministers in your church and as Nathan's grandparents, we place our hands on Nathan's head to bestow your spirit upon him and confirm him a member of community of Christ. Nathan's parents have brought him to this point in his life where he is committing his life to you. He brings with him such a sweet, kind, gentle spirit. We pray that he will always carry that spirit with him and that by always looking to you as his example, that he will be an influence among his friends for good. He is such a sweet young boy. As his greater family, his aunts and uncles, his much very big greater family of aunts and uncles and cousins, we will do everything we can to support him in his journey, that he may understand the love that you have for him, that you accept him, that you are always with him and always available to him in the good times and in the challenging times. We love him. As a congregation, we will do our best to help provide the guidance and the direction so that he will have the foundation that he needs to build a Christian life. We pray this in your son's name.
5: read this book before? You seen it? Mm-hmm. On every page is little Cece, who we kind of see it through Cece's eyes, and everybody gets a Cece. Thank you, Jen. <laughs> to to have as you read your book.
0: from Doctrine and Covenants section 164. All church members are urged to examine the depth of your baptismal commitment. Having been baptized and confirmed, become fully immersed in the servant life of Christ. Live the meaning of your baptism daily as you grow in the skills and qualities of discipleship. Actively and generously support the ministries of the church which was divinely established to restore Christ's covenant of peace, even the Zion of your hopes. It is imperative to understand that when you are truly baptized into Christ, you become a part of a new creation. By taking on the life and mind of Christ, you increasingly view yourselves and others from a changed perspective. Former ways of defining people by economic status Social class, sex, gender, or ethnicity no longer our primary. Through the gospel of Christ, a new community of tolerance, reconciliation, unity and diversity, and love is being born as a visible sign of the coming reign of God. If you truly would be community of Christ, then embody and live the concerns and passions of Christ. Amen.